0: Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bass Romp past your mom, dads, listening to Tomcats. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. to the Penny Bloom Podcast. We are back with the director's spotlight. Once again, we are discussing a Wes Anderson film. This week, we have 2012's Moonrise Kingdom. This was released on June 29th, 2012. It was written by Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola uh, and directed by Wes Anderson. I am Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you, especially for today. Um, for me, this was—I—I I know it's like right smack dab in the middle here, and I hate to break it to you this way. I love all the rest of the movies. It, there is no higher peak for me
1: than where we're at right now. Um, I
0: I'm love this movie.
1: Not a disappointment to hear, because I'm—I'm I'm feeling the same exact way. At least as far as all the movies i've watched this is peak and that's i'm pretty confident in that and that's okay if this is the peak um because it was it was that good i i, I really enjoyed it as well so i'm i'm fully in um for moonrise kingdom you got, got
0: some stuff that i like depending on the person you ask i can see i can see a bunch of other options you know fantastic mm-hmm. mr fox is a popular one the grand budapest hotel is going to be a popular one mm-hmm. um those are typically the three, though. Grand Budapest, wow. Moonrise Kingdom, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, He's on but a for run me, Moonrise meeting. Kingdom wow. tops that list.
1: Man, yeah, all in a row. Fant- mm. You know, we got... This is a good run of... Uh, oh. It's just... Yeah, I mean, as far as my viewings, it's only gotten better and better and better as time has gone on. Um, And, and yeah, this this was... I mean... I didn't. I looked at the cast, I guess, um, and I'm like, okay, stacked from the top to the bottom. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to expect, but all right. Um, obviously something with these adults, right? You know, because right. they're all casted, and then you know. But I saw Sam and Susie up at the top of IMDb, you know, and I'm like, okay, interesting. Well, I didn't really pay much attention to it at the time, right. And then I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, "Man, we're we're really focusing on these kids here, you know? They're like we're with them for a characters. long time." And then I'm like, "Oh, I get it now." I'm like, "This is what this movie is, you know?" <sighs> it's like, and then whenever you just texted, you know, I, I mean, it didn't the Romeo and Juliet. You texted me like it's, you know, just uh, they were about to Romeo and Juliet. But then I'm like, "Oh, this is just yeah, it's just a a classic little." Children, little Romeo and Juliet Yeah, story. little star-crossed yeah. lovers, you know.
0: They come from different mm-hmm. they come from different backgrounds. They're not forbidden necessarily, you know, no. but they're forbidden in the sense that they're they're mm. 12, you know. Their parents yeah. are like, yo, you know, you can't you can't just Mm-mm. go running off like that. <laughs> you can't go anywhere you want. You're not adults. Wow. And I think that's what uh that's the strength of this movie, is mm. like because this is ultimately about love. There's a bunch of different Mm-hmm. a bunch of different angles from which oh, that's yeah. the case primarily around sam and Susie, but you know with bill murray and francis mcdormand bruce willis and francis mcdormand uh ed yeah. norton and his kind of uh his <laughs> scout troop you love know it's not romantic love but for, it's love yeah. you know yeah yeah uh you don't but, do
1: that out of your own free will you know no. you, you gotta really love that you gotta be passionate. Together. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't want to think that or draw away from like the kids is like it was a bad thing. I'm, it was much like much of a delight for the movie. Actually, it makes like a breath of fresh air. You know, I don't know. It was like I don't know who these kids are, and like I don't know. I've never really seen them in anything before, and that just made it even easier to just kind of go on this adventure with them. You know, and it was it was just such a fun ride, and and not what I expected whatsoever, but definitely if. I mean, it, it is my favorite movie so far of the project, so it did something right, mm-hmm. um, and I, yeah, I was I was blown away by the end of it. I was I, – I don't know. I, I said I was pissed but in a good way, and I, I was just – I didn't know how to feel at the end right. of this movie. I was like, man, I'm like – because my heart I, – I was on a roller coaster I guess the whole time, and when it ended, I was just like, wow, like what – a movie that was i have to process this i have to like i'm still kind of processing it
0: no 100 percent. well what was crazy is that like uh for me this was a i mean i i'm in the last 16 hours i watched this movie i think three times um <laughs> so but the the first of those was my second watch it, so second third oh, and fourth okay. viewing of this movie um uh yeah i watched it one time last night uh And I was like, I I drank like a little bit of coffee before I watched so that I could make it through it. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. even close to tired once it was over. So I turned on the director's audio commentary and watched it back again. And then I have this habit where if we're going to discuss something in the afternoon while I'm at work, I feel wrong watching other things before we (laughs) discuss it. So I just go ahead and watch it, you know, so like, uh, so I knocked out three
1: viewings. But is that then after that second one, what's that? Does that then tie your most viewed movie of yes. the year with Fantastic, yes. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox yeah. now, both at four? That's awesome. Yeah, very quickly,
0: okay. very quickly tied it in the course of the <laughs> last 24 hours. Uh, but uh, to speak to your experience, the elation you were feeling, the sort of like, oh God, what's going to happen? It, I'd forgotten that that's what the first viewing feels like. You know, like I, I knew exactly how this movie was going to go. I knew exactly how it resolved. So everything was kind of... The way you get to view a Wes Anderson movie on a second time is different you know like it's I'm not looking I'm not on the edge like oh god are they gonna Mm -hmm. jump I get to appreciate the dialogue that they have right before Bruce Willis saves Mm -hmm. them and it's just a it's it's just like oh yeah and it becomes Mm -hmm. a comfort movie. Through more watches instead of that sort of like on yeah. the edge, your heart's beating you're like, oh God, what's gonna happen? are these kids gonna fucking die? I see that uh, now,
1: yeah, on yeah, the second watch it does become a comfort movie act like uh definitely first watch though it it was comfortable whenever it was just Sam and Susie like i I like whenever it was just them it was it was amazing, but just the ending whenever like um the you know the narrator kind of building up the storm the whole time yeah. you know and and I'm like, what's gonna happen? I'm like so. Is the storm going to take him out? Like, are they going to cause the whole town to die somehow? I'm like, what happens at this storm? And I'm like, they keep building that up. And then, bam. The, he, like, I think the first time my heart dropped was when Sam just got struck by lightning up, you Yo. know, just when he took his stand. On this spot, um,
0: I fight no more forever.
1: Yeah. and like Come now, and get me. <laughs> now looking back on it, it's going to be hilarious to watch that from now on. But when I was first watching it, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, he's dead. I'm like, holy shit, he just died. And then, like, very quickly, like, oh, okay.
0: Oh, and that's kind of a benefit of having watched The Royal Tendon Bombs and The Darjeeling Limited and all these other movies where, you know, in The Darjeeling Limited, a kid literally dies. I know he's not the main character, but a kid does die. Uh, One of the main characters in The Royal Tendon Bomb slits his fucking wrists. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, there's all sorts of stuff throughout these movies that would lead you to go, oh no this kid might actually be fucking dead right now and that is somewhere you think wes anderson
1: might take it um yeah and and, i mean it was it was only elevated like by ten thousand when they got to the the church chapel i don't like climbing up the i don't what it looked like it was kind of like a church it was a church it was a church i was never seen a church with like the pews or like individual like rooms like that yeah right it was weird um but anyway, whenever they were starting to like climb up to the top of that, and it was really storming. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, OK, maybe they're just trying to escape. Maybe they have some escape plan, you know, like why were they watching from the we top? And then I'm like piecing it together. And I'm like, no, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, it's not going that way. I'm like, no chance. My heart is like beating out of my chest. And I'm like, no. And then he he says, the, you know, they just start talking to each other. And like he literally says it. You know, like, well, if this is a suicide or, you know, if we we don't really make it out of this or whatever, just want to let you know um, that I I love you and that I I, I really I really appreciate. And I was like, no, no. And uh, it's I mean, I I was this
0: movie, man, Uh, the like the tension rising there and the the relationship that's formed between Sam and Susie. It's so sweet, you know, because like. The reason this move, I love this movie so much is because it transports me back to that age. It makes me feel like, Mm. you know, I'm like, oh my God, I remember what it was like to think, like, to think I was in love at Mm. 13 or whatever the fuck, you know, be like, oh my God, my (laughs) life is different. Nothing else matters. This is what everything is from now on, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's what's awesome about, like, uh, puppy love this child this this childlike love is where like there is nothing bigger in the world to them than this and it was that was always my argument whenever i was younger and whenever and like even now i would i will still contend you know Mm -hmm. the the adults will always go you're just a kid you don't know what love is Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing is to them what love is you know it might not be what your definition of love is but Mm -hmm. there's a there's something in their brain that they've unlocked for the first time that's making yeah. them go, Oh, wait a minute. This is this is the shit. This is what yeah. I want from now on.
1: I think the only reason that we don't we say that it's not real love or that, you know, it's just kid love, it's is because they don't they don't actually know what comes next in life. Hmm. You know, they they do they do still experience the same feelings of love, and I, I don't doubt that, but it's just I they guess don't face
0: the same trials you might they're, have. They
1: they're not thinking like, oh, I need to eventually buy a house with this person. I'm eventually, you know, going to have like maybe children with this person. You know, yeah. like they're not really thinking of those things. They're just like it's like just the primote, you know, just primote wow, That's a weird Primordial. word. Mordial, thank you. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just raw just you know no, no thoughts just i don't know just they met each other in a dressing room you know just like hey what kind of, what bird, kind are of bird are you you know they're no just, i, I asked what kind of shit. bird are you and like well, you I... just knew from the from the first moment they're like yeah no, no they, dude, they're and perfect the, the for each other in me can't get enough of this
0: you know the way that sam is like whenever he sits down with bruce willis's character captain shaw i think in uh in his home and he's hmm. like uh you know, from the first time we saw each other, something changed, and it was just there was nothing was going to be the same again. And he's like, "Hey, man, I appreciate that. I can't knock anything you're mm-hmm. saying for real. I'm just saying you're 12, and you know, we'll we'll figure shit out. But you got to <laughs> yeah. think about things more. And, uh, dude, I, I just uh, I just adored this movie, and I I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. That that whole last sequence where they are climbing to the top of the chapel and they they're considering just how deep the flooding is. They're like, uh, yeah. well, we don't know how deep that water is. And she's like, doesn't really matter if we break our necks, we die anyway. So, yep. and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Susie, very, very
1: matter of fact, you know, she's, uh, she tells you how it is. Uh, well, they they both the are like that. I they, guess. Weren't gonna, they
0: weren't going to, they weren't going to do it. You know, there's, there, there comes a, They cut away and then they cut back, and she goes, Okay, we'll count to three again. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. Was that actually in
1: there? Yes. Oh, I didn't, I, maybe I was just too in a rush. I didn't quite catch that. No, you, 100%. Cause
0: I didn't notice this until the the most recent watches is that like she goes, Okay, let's count to three again. Cause they already Ah, did, and they didn't do it. And they were like, All right, let's do it. Let's count, let's count again.
1: Um, and, and it then really that was, was like, the uh... storm, I guess, that did it. Like, they mm. wouldn't, wouldn't have actually done if the If the thing just wouldn't have blown over, they wouldn't have had to, you know, be saved by the rope. And then, I don't know, what a miraculous catch that was. Um, I don't know how it happened. I don't care. I just know that it did happen, and I need it to happen. And now on second watch, I'm going to be so grateful for that. Mm. And yeah. it's going to look like a hero moment instead, like more of like a, or just like a, ah, like, I don't know, yeah, it's going to be more of just a nice, well, Not and relaxing, that's what's so cool is it. that, like, in these
0: watches, you know, obviously Sam and Susie are the unquestionable highlight of this mm. film. Um, But getting to explore the adults a bit more on rewatches, pay attention to what their stories mean. Mm. That moment for Bruce Willis's character, Captain Shaw, is exactly everything he needed. You know, he's... Have have you ever been yeah. in love? Like, yeah. What happened there? She didn't love me back. You know he breaks up with breaks up with his fling, uh who he's in love with, but isn't in love with him. She's got a family. She's got plans. She's got everything going on, and for him to choose to adopt this child and save them, be willing to save them and die in mm-hmm. the process, like you're like man, this guy's gone on a fucking journey. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Like man, I, wow. That's that is crazy looking back at his story now. Like, it was just such a side story that it, it really takes me just thinking about it to be like, oh, man, yeah, he did go on quite the, the journey uh, dude, there. The layers um, in this
0: movie, you know, like primary characters, Susie and uh, Sam, secondary characters, uh, Counselor Ward and Captain Shaw, Ed Norton and Bruce Willis tertiary characters, Bill Murray and Francis McDormand. Like yeah. you go further wow. and further and further down down the list and they they all have stories, they're just not as prominent as the one that's ahead of them on the call sheet. And then even beyond that, I I'd, I'd argue the bottom of the call sheet is ter- as far as the top tier of this cast, uh Tilda Swinton and Jason Schwartzman in these tiny roles that just pop mm. up and do something yeah. randomly and then uh
1: dip, you know. Man, yeah, this I don't know, this cast was a mate, like just incredible. Like whenever someone new popped up, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, okay, now they wow. I, like, I don't really care, not in a bad way, but like, I, I really want to know what's going on with Sam and Susie right now. Mm. But like, ah, what a nice little treat to yeah. get on top, you know? And, get,
0: get, get on the phone and Tilda Swinton's calling. She's she's social services, you know. Uh, yeah. this is actually the first collaboration between Wes Anderson and Tilda Swinton, and uh mm. she goes on to be a regular in his movies. Um she cool. she's in a few more after
1: this. Um, yeah, but I mean when when Bill Murray and Francis McDormand were like the shot of like them laying in their beds. Yeah. And like that conversation. We're, I was like we're Whoa. all they've got. Yeah. It's not enough. I was like, "Whoa, like that got real out of nowhere." Like, mm-hmm. "Okay." And and like I like just
0: I hope the roof flies off and I get flung into outer space. You'd be better off without oh. me
1: like Bill Murray having to deliver that and then Francis McDormand having to talk to like Susie in the bathtub and like mm-hmm. having like just to hear like no I hate you. Yeah, I do want to hurt you. Exactly right. And she like taking all that in and like have like that con- like I don't know, it was just incredible that all of these huge actors were supporting two children. You know, like and that is like I am I don't I don't care like I know that they're huge actors, but like, I just, I know that they're just supporting the story that I care about, which is, yeah. It's and that's what like, to whoa. do
0: that with this story. It speaks volumes about Jared Gilman and, uh, uh, yeah. Kara Hayward, Kara Hayward and Jared Gilman. They were fucking phenomenal in this movie mm. to be able to lead this film is astonishing with a cast like that around you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And they they knocked that shit out of the park, you know. Like, uh, to speak more to the Frances McDormand scene where she's speaking to Susie in that Mm -hmm. in the bathtub there, where she's like, uh, and another key factor that I don't think I realized the first time, not consciously, is that this movie's set in 1965.
1: Oh, the narrator did say that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He said the year is blah blah blah. Okay, okay.
0: Hmm. yeah so this is set forever ago this is, so okay. like whenever she's like we women we're just more emotional and she ah. goes she goes i hate you you know like it's mm-hmm. just the, the, the this aged mindset but there's mm-hmm. also the fact that in that conversation whenever she's like i've been where you are you know asking yourself why am i doing this why do i make mistakes like this why am i still doing it uh and for that conversation to evolve to the point where she goes, I know what you're doing with that sad, dumb policeman. And Mm. she goes, I don't think I should have to keep speaking on that after I've already been talking about it. You're led in a direction where you think she's talking about her marriage. Why am I still in this? Why am I still doing this? What kind of mistake have I made? But then they flip it on its head when she says that. And it's actually about the affair she's been having with Bruce Willis. She, she doesn't know how to very clearly is abusive. She hit. She mm-hmm. hits her husband, and uh, is emotionally abusive mm-hmm. to her husband and stuff. And she, even she knows she's wrong. She knows she's a bad person, and she's like, "Why am I doing this? Why am I like this?" And she can tell that she is the largest influence on her violent daughter, who stabbed a kid in the back and gets in fights at school and stuff. She's oh. like, "Poor Susie, why do you? Why is everything so difficult for you?" This little hypocrite.
1: Yeah. The you're peeling the layers back right now yeah. for me. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not realizing all these layers on, on mm. the first watch, but Holy crap. Does it? Damn, yeah. Wow. Dang.
0: No. And that's like that. Not, obviously, like I said, I've watched this three times in the last yeah. 16 hours. I've had
1: nothing but this on my brain. Um, it's not a bad thing.
0: No, um, no, 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 not by know. any means. This is a phenomenal movie
1: and there yeah. are
0: a ton of layers and it, it for what does appear to be a very surface level Kinsmith child love story where they're like, you know what, let's run off together. Let's go hide in the woods and we'll run away from our parents and everything will be OK. You know, like. Mm. Uh, but everyone's got something and it's incredibly compelling.
1: Mm. And yeah, I, I just love how. Like, I guess there weren't many animals in this, there's a turtle that he caught, but this was really just more of like a nature, you know, mm. connected with nature movie. There's a and dead the dog, is, Snoopy. That's, that's true, man. Yeah, the animals in the, don't really get the best treatment, I guess, but like, it's very, I don't know. I wanted just to go outside, and mm. I'm like, I want to go wherever they are and just find a, a nice spot. I'm probably not gonna camp. I don't know. I mean I, I don't I don't really know how to survive like that. I wish I could. I think that is like really impressive. Like just to be able to go out and like Dude. know how to survive. Um like to build a fire, to just cook food, like to like the little rope pulley system he made to like yeah, to, to get, get his luggage, luggage across and like I don't know, just all those little things. I'm like, oh man, like you know, you're I good. always gave like you're Boy really Scouts. good at all
0: the camping stuff, aren't yeah. you? And he's like uh I'm
1: a I'm a scout, it's what I do, you
0: yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's what he's I've like, trained
1: for. And I mean he is a badass though. Le- I mean, damn Sam I mean, Shikuski is the shit, bro. I was trying to debate my favorite scene and I the one I was going back to every time is whenever all the bully like the kids are like, Well, you're either gonna come peacefully or not and then he's like you know. All right, I know what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he like looks down real quick and he's like, stick. He has to to see what's at his feet. He's like, stick. (laughs) It's
1: uh, so funny. And just, you know, we cut back to just all the kids running away in fear of whatever Sam just did. I mean, I guess it was Sam. They probably saw Susie just stabbed the main bully boy and then they were like
0: okay now we're there now we're out here he dodged a tomahawk and
1: shot a kid in both arms apparently that's the thing though yeah the other kids had some serious weapons on them so like sam had to do something as well you know like i don't think just a stab with scissors was what made those kids run away i think they saw both of them just go absolute berserk and they were like yeah okay ran away not our fight
0: no, that's a that's a fantastic scene yeah. that's a that's a yeah. great scene and the way it like cuts back to them and susie's like my mom did always say that i might overreact a little bit and she's got like bloody scissors in your in her hand and you're like oh shit what did she yep. just do <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and like the at first i'm like a little confused you know it's you know don't cross this stick and then it just cuts to the kids running and, it well, and there's a like few a few smash
0: cuts in between there's yeah. like a a shot of scissors an
1: arrow flying
0: through the air, that's and they're right. like white. That's and right. then it cuts to the kids running through the woods, and you're like, "Oh shit!"
1: And I'm like, "I'm like, did that just happen?" I'm like, "What just happened here?" You know? I'm like, "Wait a minute!" And then I'm like, "Okay, yeah, they're definitely running away from Sam and Suit. Like that's what clicked first. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, what did they do to those kids?" Like I, that didn't click at first. I'm like, right. "They had to do something that bad." Um, but no, I I I think. I think that's my favorite scene. I don't know. That was the only thing I kind of left um, open uh, because I just wanted to talk through the movie and maybe I'll remember mm. more scenes that I, I didn't. I mean,
0: there's a stuff, but this movie's a a goldmine of fantastic scenes, you know, like mm. uh, we discussed the Bill Murray, Francis McDormand one where they're laying in bed and they have that discussion. And the way it's shot initially where it shoots one side of Francis McDormand's face and then another side. Of Bill mm-hmm. Murray's face, and it kind of implies that they're on, they're in one bed, and they're just kind of, they're catching both of them on each mm-hmm. side, and then to go to that that pan out, and they're in separate beds, and they're looking up at the ceiling, <laughs> and you're just like,
1: oh, oh damn, oh, oh man, yeah. this is,
0: and the the yeah. way that scene progresses, and she's like, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry for that, and she's, and he's like, which injuries are you referring to uh, the ones that still hurt most of those are self-inflicted
1: and you're like god damn man yeah, I was like wow this is getting heavy quick i was like yeah that's and that's the the beauty of like bill murray and francis mcdormand didn't really have to to focus on a whole lot for the movie they like had their scenes and they just did them <laughs> so well um and i don't know i think it just it made the movie just so much better. It gave it, like, I don't, I don't even think it needed, like, credence of, like, you know, big-name actors. Like, it didn't even really need that. I could have just probably had two hours right. of Sam and Susie and, and been fine. But just to to cut, like, back and forth between just really, really good actors doing a really, really good job was, was just, I don't know, a nice, like, reset almost every now and then. Um, right. That well, just... no, And
0: that's what that's what's so compelling about all all the different stories is that it is a really, really tightly wound narrative that intersects a lot of smaller stories, you know, mm. and it's the way that uh, Randy Ward and Captain Shaw's story kind of intersects with the lost uh, the lost scout. And he's like, all right, well, I'll help you look for him. He's like, oh, well, the woman I'm banging, uh, her daughter went missing <laughs> with him and they they end up having to collaborate on trying to find the kid and stuff and uh one another one of my favorite scenes actually does uh have Randy Warden it's after um they'd been caught on the shore of what became known mm. as Moonrise Kingdom <laughs> uh and they're underneath the boat uh or they're somewhere they're I think they're in a boat and they're below deck or something because it looks really enclosed. I haven't really thought about where they might be. Um, but Sam's sitting on one side, Ned Norton sitting on the other side. And he just kind of mm-hmm. talks to him for a second. And he's like, uh, I wish we could have done an inspection back there. You know, uh, that was one of the most impressive <laughs> campsites I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. And it was, and like, because the way that scene kicks off is him being like, uh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know about your parents that wasn't in your mm. report how they die i'm so sorry i shouldn't be yeah, asking exactly that yeah. um and it it was and that's a more important moment for camp counselor ward in that moment to be like Cause at the beginning we kick the movie off with him being like, all right, let's check this. Let's check that. Let's check mm. that. He's a, uh, he's a stickler. He doesn't seem mm-hmm. like a bad guy. He doesn't seem like a hard ass or anything, Just, but he's about his
1: business. Too you know? good. He's like, he's like, he's like too perfect. You know that, that mm-hmm. he's annoying almost, but like yeah. not in a bad way. I, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: He wants to be, he wants to create the best scouts he possibly mm-hmm. can. And in, in that he lost sight of the kids that they are, you know, he didn't get to know Mm. his, he didn't get to know Sam. And he Mm. feels guilty about that throughout the movie. When he learns that he's an orphan, he's like, Oh my God. Like, no wonder he's the way that he is, you know, like all
1: uh, with the social service, like it, that, that, like how it shocked, um, both. Is it sharp? sharp? Is it Shaw? Oh,
0: wait, I think you are right. I think it's sharp. I think I've been calling him Shaw, but I think it's sharp. Yeah. it's Sharp.
1: Sharp, okay, Sharp, um, sharpen. oh, now, Ward, yeah, sharpen Ward on the phone, they're like, shock therapy, you know, like, they, they were both like, no, like, this kid is not going to, like, that's not going to happen, um, and it leads one, you know, one of them to eventually adopt, you know, the kid and take him in, and then it leads the other to, to actually, like, it kind of destroys him, you know, and he's like, even in, in his, uh, little report, that he makes yeah. at night. You know, He he can't say anything. He's like, I, I don't Scarif even know log, what to say. He's September like, 4th. Yeah, you know, like, what do I say? Like, he's yeah. he just feels so, you know, uh, he's so by the book, and it's all about safety and keeping the kids safe. But then one just got away and wanted to leave and not even be a part of the group, and that, that destroyed him at first. Mm. And then hearing that he is an orphan it was like another dagger, and then, like, shock therapy or juvie you know is like okay this is just all going downhill
0: well and the idea of that shock therapy gives the rest of the movie the stakes that you can understand you know that's what sam and Susie are running away from you know not only do they want to be together and they can't be if they're back home with the adults but once social services gets there sam's gone forever out of Susie's life. Yeah. That's never an option again. Mm-hmm. And not only is he out of Susie's life, he's out of his own head. He might get shock therapy uh, as the kids in the and the rest of the troop put it, he might he's going to get part of his brain scooped out or whatever the fuck. Um yeah, that's So mean, like that's oh. whenever they're standing up at the top of that church and they're contemplating jumping that's why. It's not like, uh, oh, if we can't be together, then nothing's worth. It's, it's because like, yo, they might give me shock therapy and I'd mm. rather die than go through that.
1: Yeah. Um, My favorite line was almost when he was in the trailer still and the kids were coming to rescue him and they were like, come on, let's go. This is an, an escape. You know, we're here to save you. And he was like, it's worth, it's pointless. You know, it's worthless without Susie. Um, And he just, and then Susie, you know, peeks her head and he's like, <gasps> Like oh my god yes I'm all right I'm on my way let me put my jacket on let me put my hat on you know and it was it was like oh my god it was so cute and and to think like the whenever you got struck by lightning um, and he, you know, I thought he was dead at first. And when he was alive, I was like, Oh, thank fuck. And then mm-hmm. my second thought was like, Oh, he got his shock therapy already. No need anymore. You know, like, exactly. maybe they didn't bring that up at the end. They're like, they, they tell the social service, you know, like he got struck by lightning. Is that enough shock therapy for you or something? Right. And then like a the little spark. Um, up at the top, you know, of the lighthouse of, of the kiss, I'm like, you know, as Susie got hers too. Game. You know, like they both, like they they both got their shock therapy, or whatever, and it's just that they needed each other, you know, and that's what makes them happy and they're, and they're doing all right now, you know, and it, and
0: the sparks you know. that flew between them mm-hmm. are their shock therapy. It's the oh. therapy they needed was yeah. each other. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, man, I, uh, I adored, Pretty much, there are all sorts of lines throughout this movie. Some more funny. Jiminy Cricket, he flew the... <laughs> uh, yeah, I was looking
1: crazy. looking through the quotes on IMDb, like... And it was just a nice, like, run-through of the movie, just, like, ha- here and... Because, I, I, I don't know, I, I always play it in the... Just in the voice of the character. And, like, yeah. Sam and Susie, like, Sam talks so quick and like i don't know he's like he's just I very got a, bit of a lisp well, yeah it's like he, he sticks his tongue out sometimes when he talks you know, like i don't yeah. know it's like it's like a purposeful lisp almost it feels like well, um
0: it just yeah they got him right through the neck was he a good dog who's to say <laughs> but he didn't deserve to die
1: who's to say yeah what if <laughs> and just he talks kind of like just an old man you know he's already like an old man Um, well and
0: that's that's one of the things that makes their relationship kind of founded in my eyes you know like uh this is exactly what every kid in a relationship whose parents tell them like you just don't get it yet feels like (laughs) they're like i'm pretty able to handle myself you know like i'm out here busting my butt pitching a campsite we're we're sleeping together in the tent.
1: We woke like, up. We're she was having a truth. good time. We're reading yeah. books. We're listening to records. We're we're just we're chilling. We're making our own camp. Like we could live we're, like we're with forever, each other. We, we've already had an argument. You know, we've yeah. already been through that. <laughs> we're like we've been through it. Like I don't know what you want. What are you talking about? Um, so no, they're they're going through the motions of it's all the same thing. It's just life has bigger consequences, I guess, when you get older, but. Mm-hmm not really in their case because they're literally out on their own already in nature just surviving. Yeah, it's um, like if
0: you can live like that. What's the uh, what's
1: In what maybe we that's the point. Maybe that's the point of making it just like camp scouts and ha- having to be out in nature and survive because where else are you going to get, you know, kids. I guess it's really also the 60s i guess it's 65 so that helps and maybe that's why he sounds like an old man to us yeah right like um, he
0: literally would be an old man yeah
1: now. Um, uh. but i don't know i think it was like a perfect way to like to set the story and just to have two kids be absolutely on their own completely mm-hmm. and it worked like they were chilling like it wasn't until bill murray Came, ran in, took, picked the tent up, you know, it like, so light that tent was, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I didn't expect it to be that light for some reason, but, well, like, he just picks the, it up so easily and throws it, and I, I don't, um uh, no, there's a the series sick. of
0: scenes there that's just mm. the heart of the movie for me, uh, because it's where I'm going to spread the love a little bit, because my favorite line and shot come from the rose-tinted scene when everything gets a little pink for the only time in the movie mm. the rest of the movie is these green yellow and blue hues and then for one singular scene it's a little pink and it's the first time they tell each other i love you mm. and uh i thought that was just an adorable little visual cue to kind of let us in on how they're feeling mm. and also to point out that uh where they are sitting is the angle of the campsite that he paints the moonrise kingdom later on oh, um, so it's just a little like it's a very important moment for both of them so my favorite shot comes from them when they're just on opposite sides of the screen mm-hmm. they've got the flowers in their hair and stuff and they're just looking at each other and it's kind of this pink hue the camp the campsites in the background adorable um but then the exchange where you know uh, susie's like i always wished i was an orphan i think your guys's mm-hmm. lives are more important uh, all my favorite characters are orphans, and then my favorite line is, "I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, and
1: well, like that was a, a the first I think like kind of hit cool. in the heartster. Like, oh, okay, well, there's something here, you know. Like, oh, okay, that got a little real for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, well, I, I didn't even realize it was that- like pink. During the, I don't know. I didn't really pick up on that. That will definitely. Try to where that's the case.
0: Yeah, There's that'll be no really other cool scene on the second watch. You.
1: Okay, because I was trying to figure it out. I saw, I saw it on the sheet. Your shot, and I'm like, rose colored lenses. I'm like, when is there like some, is it like a through the church or like something no, when no, they got married? Uh, and I'm like, what is like what what's the the rose colored? Okay, the
0: way I wrote it in there, the Sam and Susie rose colored lenses mm-hmm. is actually a relatively recent Miley Cyrus reference. Uh, on her most recent album she has a song called rose colored lenses that's just an absolute banger um, okay, but, that, but it, yeah, that's I was trying to figure about. that you out know, we're seeing yeah. each other through rose colored lenses everything's perfect Fair it's enough. it's all th- all love everything's good you know and that's like what that is in that moment but then it it ends with them saying i love you but you don't know what you're talking about and then they push through that that like not an argument but like a real moment where he's like a you can't say shit like that. That's not,
1: mm, yeah, that's
0: not real. That's not a thing. Um, yeah. and immediately after we cut to my favorite scene of the movie, when they're <laughs> playing the record on the beach and they start dancing, you know, they're, they're dancing out there and then they start dancing together. And, you know, they start like full, all the way, <laughs> full spread apart from each mm-hmm. other, other's arms stretched all the way out. And he just goes in for the kiss. And, uh, I, uh, I love this scene, you know, uh, it, it was one that, uh, you know, the first time I watched it, I did watch this with Emily and, uh, I don't need Emily to be my moral compass necessarily. I'm a pretty good person. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, whenever we were watching like house of the dragon, when it was on, she'd be like, that was pretty in poor taste. And I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, that actually was, wasn't it? And I like, mm-hmm. cause I'm thinking it's a fantastical realm. It's game of Thrones. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, that's not very. Cool, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? You're you're kind of fucking right." Mm-hmm. But uh I was like, when this scene popped up, I kind of looked at her like, "How you gonna feel about this? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's what's?" And she just smiled. She thought it was cute, and I was like, "Good. That's yeah. how I feel about it." You know, yeah. I'm like, "Because uh, it is awkward. It's awkward as shit." Because uh, they are at during the time of filming, probably 13 year old kids mm-hmm. who are on set filming yeah. a movie.
1: Yeah, that was in my head. I'm like, there's no chance these kids are 18. I'm like, no. if they are, then holy shit, do they look young for their age? But I'm like, right. yeah, there's no, no way. No,
0: they weren't but, even close to that. Um, and the the good bit of trivia behind this movie is that uh, this was the last scene they shot for the entire movie, so that Sam and Susie, Jared Gilman, and Kara Hayward were comfortable with each other. were very good. were at this point pretty good friends. And the only people on set, this was a closed set. It was those two, Wes Anderson and the cameraman. Um, so there were four four people there. There was nobody else there.
1: And that uh, was nice it, to hear. You know, I, I was literally after the movie, I'm like, OK, the one thing that I feel a little bit, just a little bit weird. And the only reason why it's a little bit is because of how beautiful it was actually done. Like, I thought, like, even if there is this large camera crew out there, like, even if it is that, you know, I'm like, in the movie itself, though, it was, like, actually just as it would be in real life. You know, it was oh, as absolutely. real as it could be. Um, But then, you know, hearing that, that it is the last scene, like – It would be so nice to hear, like if they just went on to get married, you know, like like, this is like real
2: life, like oh
1: my god, because like how do you not fall in, like how do you not fall in love with someone, like after shooting like scenes like this and like can't uh, like because they like you did say that they were like actually kind of camping out there, probably not like to the level that you know he had to actually catch his own food and. And do all that, you know? Right, like, no, and and they didn't like
0: actually them. camp out there every night. No, they had yeah, no,
1: but like I don't know, they're, they're spending them. time. Like it, it makes sense. Oh, like absolutely. yeah, by the, by the end of the shoot, they're they're friends. It they're was like camp, comfortable with each other. Yeah, um, I don't know that it just it was so genuine, um, and it just I don't know, it did feel so real that that even if it was like the icky feeling that I had, um, I'm like, but it was. I, like it wasn't really that icky of a feeling
0: no yeah because like that's the thing is that it's 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 incredibly tastefully done it's not um there's no attempt to make it like icky you know it is Mm -hmm. like i remember being 13 and having roughly this interaction
1: you know what i'm saying just about you know like i don't know it's like it's you don't you don't know what you're doing you know it's like well i've heard about
0: well they just kind of like uh you know can you french kiss is there any secret to it the tongues
1: touch yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay Okay. yeah we can try that yeah (laughs) he just spits the sand you know like spits immediately after oh oh okay because she like what the fuck she was like what uh, like it was was it that bad and yeah like... right no
0: but I, I just I love that scene uh, mm-hmm. just for going from the dancing to the, the intimate little moment they have and ultimately it like cutting to them waking up in the tent together like mm-hmm. there are so many things about this like the firsts that he mm-hmm. experienced or they experienced all in the span of several I mean hours um mm-hmm. These things took me several years separately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um but like yeah. uh to to experience all the and but I remember the the first time I woke up in the same bed as the person mm. I was in love with. And it's like it's one of the best feelings you'll ever have in your life. You know, it's
1: like, God damn, oh, this yeah. is Wow, I like that. This is fun. You never not you never want to go back. You know, exactly. after that, it's like now I. That's the best sleep and that's the best wake up. One hundred percent,
0: one hundred percent, and uh, and like for example, I didn't have that until I don't know when Emily moved in. Basically, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and yeah. then uh, the first kiss and the first the first uh, touching of <laughs> the breasts or anything, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, those were just a couple of months apart for me, but you know, like uh, th- that—to experience all those things at once. This kid had the best day of his life, mm. um, the best twenty-four-hour <laughs> yeah. period of his life. He <laughs> he did all this with the woman that he loves, the girl that he loves for the first time, and, and then gets a, gets basically formally adopted at the end of the next day. Um, I mean, what what more can you ask for?
1: Like, you know, I was like, if I could start my life over. And like this, this is how I would just want it to go. You know, not maybe the the orphan part that is really right. sad, and I, I don't want to wish that. You know, no, like no. because you know we learned straight from Sam. You know, you're wrong. You don't you know what you're talking. You don't about know what there. you're talking. About. Um, but I don't know. This was like just how how much can you imagine like actually going on to marry this person and like telling your like just the next generation. Like how'd you meet? Oh. Well, you know, in a dressing room at first, you know, that that's where we literally first met, but but then we actually just wrote back and forth to each other for quite some time and then that went on is
0: adorable.
1: Oh, the the yeah. when they're going through the letters and yeah. seeing how they are like they're pen pals.
0: They've been writing to each other. It's very intimate. He's a he's a painter and he's like, uh, "Did she pose for this?" Uh that that whole thing mm-hmm. fucking hilarious, but uh
1: Burning down a doghouse, yeah.
0: like Susie. Last night, I set a fire while I was sleepwalking. My parents don't, my foster parents don't believe me. But I cut, and they like cut everything short <laughs> and go to the other letter and cut and go back to the other letter. Like, uh, oh it's man,
1: brilliant formatting, dude. Yeah, that I don't know. I just this was you couldn't have want you you couldn't want it to be any more perfect. I guess there were some there were some different kids. You know, we just got. Got done watching Fantastic Mr. Fox, and and uh, it's it's okay to be different. Um, and and Sam and Susie were definitely a little different than the rest of definitely. the pack. Um, perfect for each other, um, but a little different. But that didn't, I don't know, it didn't change the weight of like their story whatsoever. It was like, uh, I don't know, it kind of made it even more special. Like they felt more right for mm-hmm. each other than if they were just two regular. I don't know. I don't want to call it normal because, I don't know, it just feels Right, wrong. no, but they're... Um, but like just If they didn't think about that at <laughs> all and just, yeah, uh, made it just two regular kid actors and just go about it how they would, uh, I don't know. I don't think it would have actually impacted as hard.
0: Um, right. So Like, if this but... is Macaulay Culkin and Drew Barrymore in 1990, I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> compared yeah. to this, you know? Um, yeah,
1: 1965, That that... I guess that's really gonna stick. I'll, I'll, hopefully, that'll stick like with me yeah. when I'm watching the second time. Because I guess I, I did hear it. You know, the narrator did say it. You know, at the beginning and or
0: well, and I it know, also I
1: love how he just comes in too. Like, yeah, hey, like, I know where kinda, they are. He kind of like yelled at him like the yeah. second like I don't know whenever they're all in the dock and like it was they were trying to like not know that he was there. You know, like is that right. like is that there like was kind of sort
0: of weird fourth wall break there. I where think like that,
1: is that what it was? Like it well, was because like
0: he a... also says he taught Sam cartography. So like uh I don't know if this guy is some sort of sent uh like all knowing sentient god um where <laughs> he knows this is a movie where that he gets to narrate. Um but like yeah, he clearly is he has
1: it as the is he just, he's like, just the narrator the narrator, yeah. Okay. Huh.
0: He's like, Sam has a particular fascination with this,
1: um and yeah, and he does he does say that the storm will come in three days' time, yeah. so he knows, yeah, he doesn't know the future, what, and yeah, because they do kind of stop talking, they're all kind of looking like. I don't know. I think they're all just like, is someone talking, you know, is like, I think that was kind of like the idea. Like it was kind of like, it's the narrator. So like, we're obviously not supposed to know he's here, but no. Yeah. And I, 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 Um, if
0: I'm being honest, I think it's just a, it's, he's just a storytelling device. You know, I think he is a character that exists on the island and then they, because there's an element to this story that's told in a, um, this already happened. Sort of perspective, mm, where he's like, yeah. uh, you know, this this is going to happen in three days' time, uh, this is on the way. It was, and he, but that's what's also mm. funny is that he never narrates anything that's happening between Sam and Susie. He literally only yeah. informs us about the storm and the crop yield that came from it and everything. Um, wait, didn't he
1: actually t- like go and talk, like after he gave his spiel? Didn't he like give them like a hint as to,
0: yeah. He told
1: them where they would be. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. This dude's a little more interesting than I thought. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll, I don't know, pay a little more attention to him the second time. But no, what an interesting way to tell the story, like already mapping it, like it's happened, you know, like it's mm. history. Like this is, this is uh, like kind of Romeo and Juliet, you know, whenever we, you see that movie or, you know, you read, I, I don't. I don't think we ever read it in class. I don't know. I just remember watching the movie.
0: I think uh, I read it once in freshman year, but might have been
1: that. I think, okay, that that might be ringing a bell. Which Romeo and Juliet movie did you watch? I couldn't tell you. I probably saw it. Okay, fell well, then it's not the good one. Because I think that was during my hell week in swimming, or more like hell month uh, uh, before we, yeah. So I was I think, that, I think the one you're thinking of might
0: have had Orlando Bloom.
1: Yep, and, that's the one. Yep. Okay. The, the best
0: one. version of Romeo and Juliet is Leonardo DiCaprio and
1: uh oh, oh. what's her name.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely didn't watch that one. Claire Danes. Um yeah. And it's a modern retelling of Shakespeare. Like it's it's set in nineteen ninety six. Everyone's dressed like it's ni- it's the nineteen nineties, oh. but they are saying word for word the script to to Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet he's like, uh, there's like these two dudes at like a gas pump and one of them pulls out a gun. And he's like, do you bite your thumb at me, sir? And he's like, I do bite my thumb at you, sir. Like, he's like, it's really, it's oh, a,
1: that is awesome. I, dude, I fucking
0: that love that movie. It's one that like, uh, Max. for a it's future awesome. director spotlight, I've wanted to talk about Baz Luhrmann because he did that. He did, uh, the wow. great Gatsby. He did Elvis last year. Um, he's done a lot of great movies and, uh, he's a controversial director and that he's just got this really campy style, which Romeo and Juliet is a peak example of, but I just wanted to mention that because that movie fucks and I, I love, I love it. So, uh, okay. but regardless, I did want to branch this into my question of the day. Uh, this, this movie kind of, uh, yes. you know, I, 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 it reminded me of what it was like to be that age again and the feelings that you have when you're that age. So the question of the day is when was your first
1: kiss? Ah, uh, well, I kind of break it up. I have, like, a smooch, and then I have, like, a first, like, actual kind of real kiss-kiss. Mm, yes. um, the first smooch, I think, was either fourth or fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade. Um, do we want to drop real names, or...? I'm I'm going to drop first name, not okay. last name. Uh, okay. Um, Nina in uh, fifth... I think it was fifth grade. Mm. Um, We were probably, like, one of two couples in the elementary school at the time. So even though, I don't know, it just instantly made us popular because we were just a couple and everyone just, uh, her friends wanted to, I don't know. It was just, everyone wanted to know and always wanted to like push us together. That's what I remember. Um, and, and we were literally like, um, there was some, I don't know what the heck was going on this day of, of school, but, like, everyone was in the gym for some mm. reason, um, but not – it was just everyone – I don't know, not anything organized, just random not a, not a, random uh, groups of friends right. everywhere. No, just, like, yeah, everyone's just in the gym sitting, talking, like, waiting for something, I think, to happen. Um, yeah. It was a field day, and we were, like, rotating, right, and we right. were just taking a break or, like, a breather. Um, but I remember I was with my friends on one side of the gym, and she was with her friends on the other, and – um, two of our friends locked eyes and were like, and made the idea of like pushing us together and getting us, you know, I don't know. Okay. So they literally grabbed us and and forced us to like the middle of the gym, and the, and everyone was like, e- like you e- like, ooh. and like yeah. and, and there, I don't know. Someone was like, are you are you gonna even kiss her? And like, I don't know. It was just a a nice simple little hug and smooch, and and that was it. But it was it was just a simple tap, you know, nothing. Well, peck. It was more forced. It wasn't our own thing. Yeah, you know? so yeah Like, yeah. that's why I don't really count you, it, but you it, gave was in still, peer pressure. Yeah. it was still a, I felt that like, um, that I was super young. I was like, I don't know. I was fourth or fifth. I was fifth grade at the time. So like what mm. I'm how old, like
0: if we're, uh, if we're going first smooch, uh, a little peck. Mm-hmm. um, I, I made a, I made it, there's a long gap between mine. And the first peck was like the only peck before the first real kiss. And we're talking like I was like five. (laughs) I was in in preschool and I had I had this girlfriend who uh, we were we were going to we organized a little marriage ceremony out on the playground one night or one day. So we had like a little playground. Her name was Hannah and we got married that day. We had a little we had a little you were
1: spitting in preschool you organized a marriage in
0: preschool I guess we did I will say I don't remember this much um this is, ah, this is more a story that has been relayed to me that I now can I remember little details I remember Hannah you know I remember I remember being like yeah this is my girl dog you know Jason Schwartzman okay. in this movie yep. she this your girl you know, uh, <laughs> okay. like, uh, that, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that wow. was, Hannah, you know, um, wow. I don't remember that specifically. Um, but my mom tells me that story every once in a while. And it's like, it was, oh, it's so cute. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I don't remember that. Um,
1: huh? wow. Preschool. That's impressive. I'm not going to lie. I was worried about spelling my name in shaving cream the next day and playing <laughs> with the shaving cream on the table right. in preschool, dude. That's, that's all always was going through my head. But, uh, man. Yeah, apparently,
0: I had a lot going on.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I guess if, if we're moving on to the first real kiss then, um, this <laughs> would have been 7th or 8th grade. Um, and it was some, not like a party, just some, it was like a small... Kind of get to I don't know, like 10 people was all that was kind of over someone's house one night. Um, Savannah, at the time, uh, was was my huh. girl at um, in, in Delta Woods. Uh, we were spirit king and queen. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I don't know. We, we kind of popped off uh, in, I think, eight, I think eighth grade was our year. I'm pretty sure spirit king and queen. But, like, I don't know. We, we were very um, both outgoing and just very energetic. Um, and I don't know, it was like the first time that, like, we always, it was mainly like over, like, uh, Facebook and like FaceTimes yeah, yeah. and like that's stuff at first. Yeah, no, I, 100%. Um, so like, that. that's like the first, like, yeah, I guess it's our like writing letters back and forth at first, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but then this was like kind of the first time where we were spending the night together somewhere. And like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. I knew I was going to spend the night and, and I knew she was going to be there too. No parents there, you know, or, and oh, yeah, we're all, about, you know. Yeah. We're gonna. And I'm like okay, something. I don't know. It's like something's bound to happen, right? Right. Um, and I don't know. We're we're just having a good time, and and we. I think we had like a. It wasn't like a bed. I think we were. I think we just set, maybe it was an air mattress. Actually, I think like in a basement. <laughs> just like it, it was secluded. Like I don't know enough. Um. And I don't know. It was just we just kind of were in our room. You know, but it was before we went to bed. We just kind of had just like a really i don't know we both just kind of looked at each other and we're like all right we're alone yeah this is we, the time we know you know we've been talking for such a long time and like yeah and and it was just a nice nice uh just little make out sesh just right before we just laid down for the night yeah. and just it went to bed so i, I guess i kind of did have like a you have a your person, little
0: sam yeah you had um, your little sam Susie moment
1: couple but it wasn't it wasn't really like my own bit be- you know like in my own bed with the person i you know love that's like different this was like an air mattress in a different house i didn't i've never slept here before right um you woke up the next morning i was probably on a show you know yeah it wasn't awfully crazy i was drinking at eighth grade yeah it's like we didn't drink we were like probably just eating a bunch of snacks and like soda like i don't know like so yeah like we were just having a blast probably i don't know what the heck we were doing but but i don't know yeah it was it was just uh a nice like we both just kind of woke up at the same time and and just went on with our lives after that. I you know, I don't know. We both just kind of had to leave early in the morning, get back home, but but yeah. Was, that. that was that was the first real kiss, I'd say. Yeah.
0: Nah, love that. I love that. Now nah, yeah, I uh, my first kiss was a uh a uh, it was like a business proposition almost. Um not literally. We'd been uh We'd been together, together, dating, whatever that means when you're 13, uh, Mm -hmm. for like, uh, for like a month, you know, and uh, it was like, uh, when's this going to happen? You know, we were seventh grade, spring of 2013. Shit. This was over a decade ago. And that's kind of uh, melting my mind right now. Um,
1: Whoa. Oh, yeah. God damn. That makes me
0: so long ago that the girl that I shared this kiss with is now married (laughs) <laughs> um ha- happily married um wow growing yeah. up's a bitch guys um yep. but uh we're
1: there we yeah. are there. No, but, uh,
0: so it was with uh, it was with emma and we were uh we went to the movie theater and uh we saw <laughs> the most romantic movie of all time 42 starring chadwick boseman and harrison hey. ford
1: not that, uh, okay. A decent movie, though. Oh, no, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, one, not a, not a romance forget, movie whatsoever. You know? but, uh, okay, one, yeah.
0: <laughs> one I'll never forget. Uh, Chadwick uh-huh. Boseman and Harrison Ford were there for my first kiss. Um, and it was, uh, I was so nervous. I was so fucking nervous. I don't know if it was yeah. her first kiss. I can't remember at this point. I feel like it was. But there's this concept in How I Met Your Mother that's introduced uh, sometime in season one where uh, uh, this girl, uh, Victoria and Ted are like, uh, they're at a wedding and they've made this agreement where like, they're not going to, they're not going to kiss. They're not going to do anything because they have wedding goggles and they're going to, you know, they're going to have a fun night and then they're going to go their separate ways and everything. So what they're going to do is a drum roll. The, they, they argue the best part of the, of a first kiss is the, moments before your lips touch just like face to face Uh and that drum roll as it were lasted way too long you know like embarrassingly long you know what i'm saying like that's uh that's uh (laughs) (laughs) that's what's so funny about thinking about this is that like i wish i had sam Shikuski game I wish I wish I had it like that, bro. Because I was a nervous wreck. I was like, yeah, okay. And we 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 kissed. No way people on
1: the first go around are already in no way. Everyone Everyone, had, and like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure on. it was a terrible kiss.
0: You know, I'm sure that it, mm. it, if I, if I had, if I could see it, if I could watch it now, I'd go, oh my god, you're doing it wrong. But I, I remember it, and yeah. it was, it was, I at the time that was the best moment of my life. Yeah, that's you, all know? you know, like yeah, I. Like- I mm. couldn't stop thinking about it for hours, a day, two days. You know, like I, I went to baseball practice. I don't know if it was that night or the next day. No, nothing could get mm-hmm. me down. I fucked yeah. up at practice and I was like, That's I don't true. give a fuck, man. That's true. I'm the living good.
1: Day, oh man, you're Dude. right. Yeah. The next couple of days were just the best. You were you, like, you, couldn't I did be it brought down. Yeah. There as, was, you were impenetrable. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, nothing, nothing nothing. nothing could change the way. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if something probably happened. I'm like, I don't care. I just, I, I, kissed a girl yesterday yeah. let's I'm go it. you know like i yeah. did it you know like that's all you cared about no yeah kid, i don't know and like tell like being able to tell people like oh yeah tell i don't my- know just like uh, uh, yeah. but like you're not like what you know like you, you want to tell everybody but you kind of like hold it back a little bit like hey why are you so happy like oh well now that you ask uh actually <laughs> right. uh last night yeah it's <laughs> so i, I remember it-
0: the baseball team i was on was like uh they they all like gave me shit. They were like, "Oh shit, Colton got his first kiss," you know, because like uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it was like almost uh, business proposition, like like the night before we like didn't organize it so much, but it was like that could happen tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go see a movie, and may- maybe, maybe think about that, you know. Like we'll see, yeah. Um, so like. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, yeah. So, but that's, that's why I fucking adore this movie is that it It makes me feel the way I did fresh off of yeah. that, you know, for like the, the, the day, the the hours after that where like, I, I've, I've since watched 42, I promise I didn't pay attention to a lick of the rest of the movie when I watched it, you know what I'm saying? I sat there with a smile on my face, just like... <laughs> My life's good, man. You know, like uh, it's like
1: the I, I, best movie of all time. You know, yeah. Like, I was like, this might be my favorite happen. movie, man. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm gonna. This is a good luck movie. I I should just watch this movie more often. Yep. No, yeah. That, but yeah, you couldn't give a care. I don't know about the movie whatsoever. Probably after no. that, it's
0: yeah, don't remember. I don't remember the rest of that. I don't remember <laughs> anything that happened before it. I don't remember anything that happened after it. As I bet, far as you that know, movie.
1: Chadwick has has. Yeah, like, uh, he had a, a girl, or I don't know if they were married yet, but I don't know, they probably kissed at some point, and you probably watched, and you were like, I just... Look out
0: of that what's up?
1: <laughs> you know, so, but man, yeah, what a... The a excruciatingly
0: slow lean-in.
1: Yeah.
0: That just lasted forever. <laughs> that's that's awesome. like, oh no, uh, oh no. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, man. no, and th- there's like, there's like a few of those, you know, because like, uh, <laughs> and that's that's what's funny about like... uh I remember a few kisses, you know, only only a few of them are like, oh, that was like a moment, you know, like, Mm. oh, I remember that one. That Mm -hmm. was cool. And uh, there was that first kiss. There's the the first kiss I had with Emily. I remember that one. Mm. Um, And, and there's a few others in between, but beyond that, I'm like, I don't know. I probably had a bunch of fucking kisses, but there's only a few that made me feel like, oh my God, my life's changed. You know, like I'm, I'm different yeah. now. This is a different life I'm living now, uh, and Crazy that's what this how, movie like, makes you feel
1: like. How you take it for like, it, it's nothing. It's it's not nothing now. I don't want to like it's like it's not nothing. But no, like, but in the grand, I'm not scope, nervous. You know, at all whatsoever. You know, it's no. like there's none of that. It's like now it's just like a very comforting like just something nice thing to
0: do every single day i have i I kiss i kiss emily you know like that's that just happens every single fucking day now and at one point in my life it was life-changing and it's that's that's what's awesome about this movie is that that this was for more reasons than the night they had together a Mm life-changing experience you know they had a bunch of near-death experiences in between as well which also lend to it being more memorable but Mm -hmm. uh you know, whenever he's, like, at her house at the end of the movie and he's, like, sneaking out, you know, and he's like, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And she, like, blows him the kiss and stuff. Like, that's <laughs> – God, I love that. You know, I love the way that that feels. outfit,
1: Like, you yeah. get in the car. Everything was just hitting right, you know. It's like, ah, oh, okay, they are they are getting to mm. see each other. Like, ah, oh, wait, he's in that outfit. Oh, my God, he's getting in the car and he's picking him up, like, from his girl's house. It's I'm so like, oh, cute. my God, this is so awesome. But, no, yeah, that that ending was was perfect. You know, after – Tear, almost tearing my heart apart and mm. making me just scared for my life. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want, no, this is not where this is going west. Like I, something tragic always happens in your movies and this is not it, please. Um, but no, it was, uh, now, oh, I can't wait to watch this again because it will be so comforting um, to get there and, and just see all of that unravel again. Um, and yeah, I mean, like for sure, character and performance here it's it's without a doubt Sam and uh Sam and Susie but I think Susie's performance is just a little stronger than Sam's mm. um but but I don't know they're they're pretty close like I don't think it's actually that that far off
0: No not by any like they are 1A 1B you know like uh, yeah. I think they're kind of interchangeable in my character and performance slot yeah, I did I, I did agree. the same thing I went with Sam character Susie performance and the part that like made me go, Oh, I'm going to pick Susie for my performance is after they've been swooped up off the shore and they're on the boat and Bill Murray's like, I hope you know, you're never mm. going to see that boy again. And she's like, you better be careful. You never know what someone's capable of. And, uh, he's like, is that a threat? And she's like, it's a warning. I was like, yo, yeah. Kara Hayward's going down for the performance <laughs> yeah. right here, bro. That was hard. Like, uh, she yeah. was so, she was so good, man. And, and again, in a movie, with bill murray francis mcdormand francis mcdormand is considered one of the greatest actresses of all time you know what i'm saying In, in a movie with her in it with bill murray with ed norton with bruce willis with tilda swinton with jason schwartzman for my favorite character and performance to be the two main kids it's an astonishing feat not just by them but by the directorial team you know like these are kids who I mean, like, I don't know how much work they had prior to this, you know, and all of a sudden they're in one of the one of my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, part of that has to be direction. You know that I'm sure these kids are incredibly gifted on their own, but. You got to be you got to be put there, you know, you got to be put in that situation Uh, during the commentary, actually, it was funny. Uh, Yeah, this was Jared Gilman's first role.
1: Second from Susie, but GG boy. It was a short.
0: Ah, um, so first feature film role. She was in a seven minute.
1: Okay, yeah, seven minute. A nineteen year old girl juggles her two boyfriends and DUI school. Um, in a breathalyzer. But okay, wow. Um, interesting short off. I don't know, but what a, but no, first real, real performance Yeah, that's that's insane. That like. Out of that cast, you know, I don't know. That's the that's the only thing I knew like going in. I'm like, I just want to see who's in this movie, and you know, it was laid out at the beginning, anyways. You know, with like the opening credits, credits of this first. one, yeah, oh, yeah. It was was so nice. Um, and and I'm like, okay, wow, this is absolutely stacked to the brim. Um, but yeah, no, I I there's no way I'm I'm not going with with both of them for a character and performance, and the only reason. I put Sam as character is probably just because I want to be that nature guy. I want to have his skill set and, and I don't know, know whatever he's capable of. Um, Right. (laughs) But, but yeah, I I think that
0: there's a, uh, there's a journey that Sam goes on. That's just the slightest bit more compelling than Susie's. He's got, he's got more going on, you know, I know that. She's got a rough relationship with her parents. She found the how to deal with a troubled teenager book and stuff. And mm-hmm. her mom's cheating on her dad and she's well aware of it and all this. She's got a lot of drama going on, but it's not to the levels of being an orphan who's about to be sent away and get electroshock therapy. And, you know, got, you know, like that's, that's a different breed. That's a different animal yeah. right there. Yeah. Um And for Sam to overcome all that and be so steadfast and strong in the face of it, incredible you know uh there was a uh one of my favorite scenes that was very close to getting it was pretty much the entire time spent with jason schwartzman over yeah. at their camp yeah absolutely incredible is this the yeah. is this the guy yeah i'm uh i'm sam shakusky troop five five he's hot he's hot too hot uh you know i, I don't know i don't know what i could do for him here you got your uh, seamanship badge He's like, yes, I do. He's like, good. I think I might get you off. I, I might be able to get you off on the boat and uh, we might get, be able to find mm-hmm. you some work, you know, better than electroshock therapy. And uh, he's like, it's cool. But can I take my wife? And he's like, wait a fucking minute. What's going on here? He's like, you, you was lady, you was girl.
1: <laughs> you got licenses, um, you know, like that. Or I right, know, I guess they said, yeah, he's like, you, I, I deal in, I deal with, um, something, something in marriages. Um, yeah, I,
0: he was like, I can, I can solidify, uh, births, divorces, uh, something else and and right. marriages. Um, and he's like, uh, do you, do you have licenses? And he's, and they're like, no. And then like the way it cuts to him sliding down the pole and he's like, all right, well, I, I don't think this is going to hold up in any sort of court, given that you are not of age, you do not have licenses, nor do you have parent- parental consent. However, the ceremony itself carries a large, uh, you know, moral weight within yourselves. And I want you guys to consider what you're doing before you do it, because I'll go ahead and marry you might not hold up in court, but it it, it can still mean something, which uh, this is, this is the, this is the guy, this is the guy I want to be, you know, like in this movie, I'm like, I want to support yeah. these kids. I want to get this kid to the, I want to get this kid where he wants to go. And even like to the, the lengths he goes whenever they, finish the marriage ceremony and decides to give them the the seventy six dollars back i'm more I'm worried about their future can they have the seventy six dollars and he's like no that's my fee the and nickels. Like, I'm
1: keeping yeah. it
0: he like looks over at his friend he's like, what do you think he's like, I just said I'm keeping it this is no debate in the uh, dude i love I love that whole thing but then we get like this classic slow motion wes anderson needle drop where they they walk out of the they walk out of the ceremony and she like kisses his hand and they walk all the way to the boat Mm. and it's all slow motion yeah and then they take off and turn right back around and like it's like all this momentum they'd created from the slow motion badass sequence where it's like yeah they're gonna do it they're gonna get away and they just like immediately turn around and come back Mm -hmm. Uh, outstanding like an exquisitely well done comedic and heartwarming sequence all rolled up in one and that's Hard to pull off, and basically the entire time spent there, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Harvey Keitel, a pretty legendary actor, is the camp counselor for yeah. the other camp. Um, just shows up, and it's when he like pulls I mean, off the rag. I remember watching this for the first time. Like, is that fucking Harvey Keitel?
1: Yeah, uh, and then Ed Norton having to save him, you know, going and having badass, to, real you know after yeah, and like coming out with them and like, oh, and now we're gonna make a run for it, and like I don't know, it was like all right now he gets his redeeming ice. moment yeah, you know yeah um did we didn't know if this guy only you know talk the talk or if he but no he he could walk he was the only one who, who did something mm-hmm. during that time everyone else was frozen well i guess he did he turns and around he puts him. his hands up stay calm yeah i guess he did tell everyone to stay put you know but whatever.
0: everyone did freeze yeah i mean everyone was like,
1: frozen yeah he he was the only one that was gonna do anything
0: well, and yeah. it was like protocol, you know, like, uh, whenever someone is like, uh, choking and you, mm-hmm. you need to do the Heimlich, you don't go, somebody call 911. You yeah. point to someone and go, you call 911. You know, like you direct that because if you say someone, everyone will go, Oh, someone else is going to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, yeah. uh, yeah, what a, so uh, he's
0: like, stay put. I love the protocol <laughs> throughout this movie. You know, like, uh, at the beginning, whenever Bruce Willis calls the Billingsleys and is like informing them, of sam having Mm. run away and he's like uh (laughs) i'm calling you to inform you this is protocol you say you can't take him back you say that you can't invite him back what is this like uh this is this is (laughs) protocol you know and uh whenever uh Susie catches the fish and sam yells out the thing he would yell whenever everybody's around but nobody else is around he goes fish on hook that's something you yell when there's a bunch of people around not not one other person you know uh like yeah. I I just thought that was so cute. Everything that's so right. camp oriented was was adorable. I yeah. love that sort of shit.
1: No, I, I don't know. I never I never really like didn't like boy scouts or anything like that. I just never like got into that sort of thing as a kid. Yeah, neither. Um did. but man, I don't know. I really I don't know. I I maybe I gave him a little bad rap at, at you know or just Yeah, you know, like I was uh, as a kid my time
0: was taken up with sports typically, you know, and it was, it that was kind of the thing. It was mostly either or at the time when you're that young. Um, and there are other options. Of course, it was just that like, uh, for, for me, it was like, you're going to do something. What are you going to do? And my options were sports or, or, uh, scouts,
1: you know, I was like, I'll, I'll I was like,
0: I'll play baseball, thank they you.
1: They actually offer that? They they asked you if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, at
0: some point because like oh, I was it. perfectly contented doing nothing, you know. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do I'll do jack shit. That'd be fine with me. Um my 7-year-old ass was like, "Man, I'll just sit around and do nothing. That'd be cool." Uh and my mom was like, "Nah, you you're, you're going to need to you're mm-hmm. going to need to do something. Um I'm not mm-hmm. going to make you play football or anything like that, but you ought to give something a shot." And I was like, yeah, fine, I'll play baseball, you know, and uh, thankful for that, you know, thankful for the proposition yeah. my mom put unto me because mm-hmm. I played baseball until I was 18. And I, I mean, shit, I was probably four or five at that time uh, when I started playing. But like, uh, yeah. I yeah. like in retrospect, there's a lot of things that I'd, I'd like to like shit. If I could have gotten like piano lessons when I was younger, my parents yeah. always wanted me to learn an instrument. And I was like, nah, I'm good playing sports. Now I'm like, fuck, I had to drop that in an instant to play an instrument. Yeah, you kidding me? I just know
1: how to, just, if I could just go on a piano, that would <sighs> be so satisfying. I've always wanted to learn a violin, too. Just, I feel like it's so elegant. Like, what a,
0: oh, just a it's a very so elegant
1: instrument. Yeah, it's like, instruments are like, when you think about them, too, are just kind of nuts. Like, how, the, I don't know, like. Yeah, we just kind of make these things, and they make. I a rub this truck. string
0: against this string, and it makes pretty noise. If I I'll hold press- my hands in different positions, I
1: press these keys at the same time, and it's beautiful. But if I'm one off, you instantly know it's wrong, you know. And it's like, how does that work? You know, why are some things good? But yeah, eh, whatever. Brilliant. Um, but man, no, it's yeah. That's what this movie just kind of unlocks. I don't know for like, I ne- I it got me to think of my childhood and got me to think of, you know, my first kiss, all these first moments, all, you know, just the young firsts of everything. And then also like, man, I, I, I wish I kind of did some stuff like this when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing too, is that I think one of the points they're trying to make with this movie is that like, uh, you should stay connected to that childlike mm. center, you know, like, uh, that's, I think that's a point they're trying to make with Ed Norton. I think that uh, he specifically is supposed to be reminded that he's supposed to have fun with this. It's not supposed to be a job, you know, like at the beginning, whenever he's like, uh, I'm going to change my answer. This is my job. I do math. I, I'm a math teacher on the side, you know, like, no, this shouldn't be your job, man. I know it's important and it's uh it's, it's safety and it's protocol, but you're supposed to be having fun out here. You know, like that's yeah. a, that's the point of it. And uh I think another point they're trying to make here is that it's never too late to give, things like this a shot like if you want to learn how to pitch a perfect campsite get a commendable uh, in the scouts or whatever the fuck you can do that you know you just gotta, you gotta teach yourself now instead of having someone show you the ropes but uh,
1: mm. yeah I don't know that's that's the one of the main reasons I've wanted to always become like just not eat meat just be able to become vegan yeah. or I don't know vegan or vegetarian it's just like it's so easy just to go out and find food that you can just like pick with pick. your hands. Like it's yeah. like I don't know. No, no, no one else can really do that. Fucking love, love going to a so... farmer's
0: market and being like, Ugh. "I'm gonna grab all these veggies." Like, I've been getting i uh, I've been like just going because I'm not a vegan. I'm a vegetarian. So like I'm butter, eggs, anything with milk, cheese, mm-hmm. all that shit. Still, still on the table for me. You know uh, that that uh, that leap is a uh, excruciatingly difficult one that to make. Would be hard. Um, yeah. I've just yeah. been, you know, grabbing some peppers, some mushrooms, some tomatoes. Oh, I wish.
1: Chop I wish.
0: chopping them up, throwing them in a pan, throwing some vegetable oil on there, seasoning the shit out of them, just eating that. And I'm like,
1: God damn, this shit is yummy. I'm like we're And it feels good. You know, it feels good to do something to like that. Yeah, like are, like you look I don't know, you look at animals that like their teeth are meant to eat meat. Uh, our teeth don't look like that like our teeth look more like the uh, like herbivore like we are meant to like i don't know like i don't know i feel like it's kind of like we take it as grant. like yeah humans just eat meat like that's just how it is but like honestly it might be more weird that right, it, right. Like our bodies actually like don't break it down easily at all. Like it's no like if I were to eat
0: meat, like, I haven't eaten meat in over four years. I'd get horribly sick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I don't have a gallbladder anymore. I just can't eat like steaks without feeling absolutely terrible afterwards. Right. Like and I don't know, my digestive system just all sorts of fucked. But like, it's like I don't know. It's really weird to think about like that. It's second nature that like people just think humans eat meat, but it's like actually like like you're just used to it like your mm. body has just gotten used to it right um,
0: oh and there is there is something to the idea like i'm uh, <laughs> if you are hunting out of necessity mm. fuck yeah do your thing you know um do do your thing at that point you know i don't i don't if you have to hunt to eat your food okay you know like sure Fair. do your thing um if you're if you're trophy hunting, fuck you. I think that's really dumb. Um I, I have I have my beefs with that. Um But like you know, you can go to the store and just get some fucking meat. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know it's like that's why I like, I don't have like a, a moral issue with eating meat or preparing meat or anything. You know, mm. like I work at a pizza place. I have to work with meat all the time. I went over to a place, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I went to Emily's coworker's house and, uh, he like opened his freezer and it was just full to the brim with mm. steaks and these, these, uh, these ribeyes and tea cuts and mm-hmm. shit and i was like oh shit dope 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 and uh his wife knew that i was a vegetarian i was like oh baby no 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 and i was like i'm not an absolute pussy i like, i've seen meat i'm not like gonna like vomit at the sight of it guys yeah. it's okay
1: um <laughs> you know yeah it's like i'm not you're you're obviously not aware the on me,
0: and like he like, every after that every single time he brought up something with me he'd look at me and he'd say sorry and i'm like bro i don't give a fuck it is okay that you eat meat. That is not the kind of vegetarian that I am. I don't have a moral qualm with you eating
1: meat. I made a choice. It's not like I. I I'm like, like, oh, you, you this obviously is know that it exists because you actively make the choice to, yeah, not eat. It, you know, so like, I'm like, not- dude, it's all good, bro. Like, it is
0: okay. You do not have to worry <laughs> about it. Um, and that, that's it's a hilarious conversation that I have all the time (laughs) just all the time someone someone uh will be like oh do you want this and i'm like "Ah, no i'm a veteran. oh sorry like bro you ain't got shit to be sorry about
1: Mm. like i'm okay yeah (laughs) like yeah you just didn't know like it's you know no it's not i i
0: had to inform you i wasn't gonna force myself to eat the thing you offered me (laughs) just because you offered it to me
1: like, Whoa. oh damn, well now I can't be a vegetarian anymore. I gotta <laughs> gotta break it here. Man, it was a good well, run this long is it. lasted. This yep.
0: is it. Emily's coworker offered me some meat. This is all it's all over for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, oh, no, man. but uh
0: regardless. Like I, I only brought it there because Sam uh Sam does do a little they, they do the fishing and he preps the fish and everything, you know? It's uh you know, you got to do what you got to do when you're living in the wild. You know, yeah. it's uh, you, you do need yeah. that sustenance.
1: You didn't um, have any, I don't know, food packs out there. I don't know, they didn't have any, just no stores. ration. They packs. didn't have a store. Nothing, nothing. They did have all that kitty
0: food.
2: Hmm.
1: I guess he had a little jerky. Yeah, uh, did
0: bring he some, jerky. some
1: jerky. Jerky. Uh, maybe not a whole lot, but but yeah, I uh, It was it was probably also like a a little just way to impress her. Be like, hey, let me well, you know, let check this out. Watch this! I'm gonna, or I guess she caught the fish. Uh-oh. Yeah, she did catch the fish. She caught, but the he fish. got to prepare yes. it. That's true.
0: And she was like, "Wow, this is good. You're really good at all this stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. what I trained for.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of what I do. I don't know. It's kind of why I brought you out here to show you." Troop five
0: five five resigned. <laughs> I yeah, love not, that. I like don't even need let- that anymore. Yep. He wrote a letter of resignation. I'm sure the troop. I, I'm sure the troop mates will be happy to hear that that I'm gone. Oh, uh, this man. poor little kid, man like there that part whenever it is that rose colored tinted sort of thing he already decided to run away before he knew that his foster parents weren't going to invite him back so he has oh, this man. conversation with her where he goes like i think we're finally finding some common footing i finally feel like i'm kind of part of a family you know and uh not not exactly like yours but mm. you know it's 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 something and then they come by the next morning show him the letter and he's like oh well shit my life's uh it's not as good as i thought huh uh feels feels like he's being abandoned and everything and again tries to run off with susie you know like that's at at some point the only person he feels like he has is susie um which is why nothing matters without her and i think that's a it's a very very well written story to to make it that believable feasible And really feel like the only option, you know, like, you know, there's, you know, there's a chance that something else is going to happen, but, you know, on the table are he runs away with Susie or he goes to this juvenile center and possibly gets shock therapy. And those are the stakes, you know, you're like, God damn, man. Yeah. I guess run away, man.
1: I wonder what Wes, if like Wes had any. If he, like, made, like, I guess, was this actually a book? Or, cause it was, like, a open, like, I don't know. This was, I was not, kind of like,
0: this was not based off a book. This is so just another way that he's written
1: yeah. telling it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he, like, had his first experience, or, like, if he was, like, a Cub Scout, you know, or, like, I actually, don't know, or uh, if he made this all up.
0: They went into mm-hmm. something a little bit with the commentary, uh, where he, he wanted to tell a story about young love and sort of this, uh, this running away sort of story. And he happened upon the route of going like, Oh, scouts, they're going to run away into the woods. Like that wasn't the launching off point for the story. The launching off point for the story was a love story between two, two young characters and like trying to branch it out from there. Um, But uh, he actually had an experience that was similar to Susie's more so than Sam's. Uh, he found a pamphlet that was like how to deal with a troubled teenager when he was younger and it made him feel alienated from his family to a degree and he was like uh, you know, I didn't run away or anything but I, you know, I I had I did end up talking to my mom and my dad about it and that was, you know, it was it was an important moment to me, like, obviously I made a I made a movie about it, basically, you know, like that's a,
1: man, yeah dang
0: incredibly personal incredibly personal wow. but uh
1: yeah that's yeah. i guess the only thing i haven't said was my line uh, and it comes from Susie. and i think it's when it's when she's in the bathtub um but she just says we're in love we just want to be together what's wrong with that mm, yeah. um and i think it's like i don't know it just just boils it down you know like just in general in real life too you know like two people love each other and they want to be together all right that you know, there's nothing not much we can do about it after that, that man. That's that. And that that's I don't know, and that's the weird thing is that it just. Um, I, I don't know. There's not many things I, I I. I don't know. I'm very interested in science, and I like to figure a lot of stuff out. I don't try to figure love out. No, there's no figure no way to. Out. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just. It's it's a force I cannot.
2: Love Tars,
1: I tamper with yeah. It's it's love Tars. That's what I don't know. That's it. I don't know. Whenever and Brandt it's not that, on the
0: elemental chart, it never landed. Yeah, and
1: then like <laughs> it's it's amazing the roles he plays because he can go from that you know like serious, like making yeah, me right. think of like love and like how Brandt explains it as like I just don't understand it, but I'm drawn across the universe to someone I haven't seen. that has got to be a real thing. Yeah, you know it's like in and yeah and like um. And then yeah, uh, it's, no, fugazi, I mean, it's fugazi, it's yeah, fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy. Yeah, yeah. but but no, that's yeah. McConaughey
0: for those who are unfamiliar with what we're talking about. <laughs> We've talked a lot of uh, yeah. the love tars, and uh, you know, it's not real. It never landed. It's not on the elemental <laughs> chart. Those those are a couple of our long running. God, what jokes. a line! What uh, a
1: line! Oh, yeah. classic.
0: But. uh yeah, no, that's what this this that's what this movie's all about, man. It's a uh, it's about mm-hmm. that love of cars. This yeah. uh indescribable feeling that you can't shake no matter what. Like once you feel it, you feel it. You're not you're like, "Oh shit, that's that's different." My yeah. god. I like the way that feels. Mhm. Just uh
1: No, nah, it's different. I don't know why, anyway. but it's yeah, I don't understand it. Fully whatsoever, but it mm. just is. But it works. It just works. It just works.
0: Yeah, man. Sam and Susie, all-time movie movie pairing right there. Yeah. Absolutely adore them. And uh, Moonrise Kingdom, trading is the first one. I am confidently willing to give a 10 out of
1: 10 enjoyment. Thank you. I almost just put it in there before we even started um, in the sheet for enjoyment because I'm like, I'll... I'll, I'll all what's sumai um i'll invoke sumai if not um because yeah i'm I'm giving this one a 10 for especially because like i said this about fantastic mr fox and i'm like i can't wait to go revisit that movie and watch that again this one will probably be the first one that i rewatch because i want to watch it comfortably now right not uh scared for my you know scared for their lives um and and I'll see it as a, a full comfort movie, um, and I can't wait for that. But yeah, definitely, it's it's already a ten, uh, even even with the the all the, the, the heart racing, yeah, and all of that with it. Uh,
0: no man, it's it's a fucking great one. And uh, if, I I don't, I guess this is probably probably is only on the Criterion Collection Blu-ray because I think it was a audio commentary specifically for that. But it was hosted by uh, oh, what's his name? I think it's Jake Ryan. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Jake Ryan. He played Lionel, the eldest younger brother to Susie.
1: Okay. (laughs) And it's recorded,
0: like, this this commentary was recorded years after the fact. Like, they are looking back on Moonrise Kingdom. It's not like they were fresh off of making it. They were like, oh, shit, they're making this. Uh, they're making this Blu ray. Let's go ahead and do this commentary now. So it's hosted by Jake Ryan a few years down the road. Mm-hmm. The kid who plays, the one who goes, You're a traitor to this family. And uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. that's, that's the kid who hosted yeah, the, the fucking commentary. The record like, player.
1: Who, who, yeah. yeah. Who donated the Where's record. Where's my player the... record player?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that kid. um But it's funny because he's there with Wes Anderson and they're just like, Let's call Ed. And they like ring him up. And Ed, Ed Norton answers the phone. He's like, Hello and uh he's like hey ned it's lionel from moonrise kingdom and he goes yeah (laughs) he's he's like like, yeah what's up uh like completely it sounded like he was not prepared at all that he was going to be on an audio commentary and it's hilarious (laughs) how candid it was uh bill they call bill murray up and he's like uh it's hilarious bill murray's mind he like he like looks at this movie and the ending and he thinks that that final shot where like Bruce Willis is holding uh both of them hanging from the tower, he comments on how hilarious he thinks that shot is he thinks it's so fucking funny, and, which it is. It's, it's, it is a little funny cause they're so perfectly still and it's so picturesque and stuff like it is. It's a little comedic after you look at it that way. Yeah. And uh, they like Wes, you could tell Wes was like, I was not going for funny, man. That's not something I was trying to evoke out of you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, so, it's, yeah, it's I just guess so I funny. Yeah, I guess I I didn't see it as funny the first time because it was it was a I, still I was don't. catching my breath. I guess. Yeah. Um, like now,
0: whenever Bruce Willis goes, uh, "Don't let go," like my eyes are like welling up with tears now. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. where I'm at with that. And even after hearing that, it's still it's still the case. Mm. Uh, I was just like, wow, that's Bill Murray's mind. What a funny what a funny head to live in. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know, shot I I had one that was just like a really satisfying shot. And it was just Susie was at the top of a different lighthouse and her outfit mm-hmm. just matched it very well. Perfectly. Um, yeah, the color another palette. pink, I guess. Yeah, pink shot. Oh yeah. Um, kind of pink ish. Uh, but oh, not that colored not through the lens though, uh that that you're talking about. I, I really I'm really wanting to see that. Um I wanted to remember that on second watch. But uh she was just looking through her binoculars. Um down watching, I think it was Captain Sharp at the time. Yeah, think, Sharp and, and her mom. Um, and I don't know. It was just a really satisfying, just you know, Wes Anderson shot, just perfectly symmetrical, very yeah. center frame. Um, it's
0: my superpower.
1: Yeah, and that wow, that's and the, like poetry. It, yeah, you
0: oh. know, poetry doesn't have to rhyme. You know, it just has to be creative.
1: Uh, he he, he always just has these these old wise you know why it just like sounds like poetry things... <laughs> yeah
0: he's he's almost got like a transatlantic accent you know he's like it's a it's a, it sounds a bit like poetry i see you know it's a yeah. some something something great
1: there you got you yeah. got something
0: kid you ought to run with it a yeah, brilliant like... mind
1: that's why it's, like, a, not a lisp, but kind of a lisp. It's more of, like, an accent, you know? It's, like, yeah. his own accent. He's got a little
0: bit of a transatlantic um, thing going on. Yeah. Like, yeah he just kind of <laughs> tones it down, and he sounds a bit like a kid instead. So it kind of – it becomes this. It becomes a little bit more of this. He's got yeah. this uh, He's got this thing going on.
1: Mm. With a little – sometimes, you know, just sticking the tongue out in between a word to make – I don't know. Just to, to – uh, I don't – it was just – it. It like, so... just to have their their own personalities you know yeah like, that reminds so... me
0: of the another thing that was on the commentary like uh they were asking about like the casting process and how they they landed on them and they, hmm. I, apparently sam and susie it took forever to land on the kids they were like yep this is them um and uh it wasn't even jared gilman's audition that made them go yeah that's sam it was literally just the way he was that made them go yeah that's sam you know apparently he's not he's like he is acting but he's not doing a whole lot like he's 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 basically just being who he was uh with a few extra quirks and he's like there okay. west was like yeah i just like as soon as i saw the kid i was like yep yeah, that's that's him. you know that's
1: Doozy's seven minute short might actually make a little more sense you know like um just being like Two boyfriends and like a D, like she she was blown in a breathalyzer. Like maybe she was right. just already like a troubled teen. You know, like she well, what's just blowing that my mind. Is there, what
0: like... world are you trying to convince me that this thirteen-year-old girl is nineteen? What the fuck?
1: Yeah, what? Or
0: is she yeah. supposed to be the nineteen-year-old in that short? That's where I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I'm.
1: i Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I guess we have, to, I don't know, I'll have to check that, that
0: was, out. That was one of my thoughts the first time I watched this was that I did think that she looked substantially older than Sam. Not by like a lot, but but by like a couple years at least. Like he looks like a 12-year-old and she looks probably 13 or 14, you know? Um But they are, they're separated by a couple months. They are the same, they are the same age, you know? And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, just the yeah. there's a few questions throughout it where Jake Ryan, the kid hosting it, who plays Lionel, he asks Wes Anderson. He's like, why, why did you cast me as Lionel? Like, why'd you do that? And, uh, he goes, I don't really have an answer for you, Jake. I just kind of, just kind of did
1: it. You know, <laughs> like, didn't you didn't know have a whole lot of reason there. They're the same age as us. They were at least Susie. Um, I you said they're only like a month separated. They were twelve years old during the filming of this, and if it did come out in twenty twelve, I mean that would put her born in like two thousand. Which is, I don't know. That's just really weird to think that, like, no, me yeah, at like, twelve. Like, I am thinking of me at twelve trying to do this in a movie. Like, that's yeah, they're I don't know, both
0: that's... a year and some change older
1: than us that's insane they were
0: bu- uh she was born oh, in november 19- yeah
1: 98 okay
0: november of 98 and he was december of 98 so they are oh, okay. they are less than a month apart um oh
1: the maybe the oh i guess it came out in 2012 maybe the filming filming could have happened a year and a half, half earlier something you know like that okay maybe that's where that's coming up because google just said 12 and i just took it as fact should be a little more careful on that, but
0: yeah, no, they were they they filmed when it came out. They were closer to they were thirteen and a half, closer to fourteen. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, yeah, this was uh, there's a, there's some interesting trivia about this movie too. You know, Can the Cannes Film Festival was very recent. This was the first film shown at uh, the uh, 2012 Can. It was the, this is how they kicked it off. They were like, Yo, let's get shit rolling in a good way. Okay,
1: yeah, um, yeah. This, I mean, it's I don't know. I, I will visit this movie frequently another another very easy watch too hour, hour and a half yeah this um, this run
0: of three in a row with darjeeling fantastic mr fox and moonrise kingdom where the the combined runtime is like four and a half hours across three movies fuck yeah that's zach snyder's justice
1: league right there yeah, you know one, almost yeah, just, um, just one
0: four hour movie versus yeah. watching all three of those i'll take that yeah
1: um you will know, i'll do that any day Granted, um,
0: I would love a 4 hour Wes, Wes Anderson
1: movie. If if I'm ever in the business to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League again, I now will always think like wow, I could actually watch these 3 movies instead and have a way better time. So yeah. I don't know if I'll ever watch Zack Snyder's Justice League again. I'll have to, <laughs> probably probably for the comic book project will be the only time I'll watch. Well, that it's it's just watched, such yeah. a
0: difficult movie to really commit to it. for that reason, yeah. you know,
1: like uh yeah, that is it is a time commitment um and it's it is a just, giant
0: chunkier day
1: yeah um but this no this is this is a tr- this is a nice snack that i could watch every day That's- um it, very easy um and i definitely will i don't know i think tonight will be the that leonardo dicaprio and um, Ooh, romeo and juliet yeah i think because i don't know i'm I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for some some love movies now. And that Mm. one, that one seems really cool. Just love movie and really cool concept to it.
0: Great Um, fucking concept. I can't recommend that one enough. And and, I mean, like, it received extremely mixed reception. People are like, "Wow, this is extremely fucking." Yeah, I see. It's either.
1: Fives or ones is, is yeah. what it's, you know, hate bombing. No, it I,
0: I adore it. that movie, man. I yeah. fucking
1: love it. Uh, but this one will probably come on quickly after, I'd say. I If I don't just run it run it back. Right, um, right. Because, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this movie again. And then, like, see all the layers that you're talking about. And, like, actually, like, pick up. Like, I don't know. I didn't really pick up on a lot of these things, like, whatsoever. Like, the rose... The lens, that's going to be super cool. Looking at, you know, Francis McDermott and Bill Murray's relationship a little closer um, and seeing it. Like, because I, like, the black eyes didn't hit me until that, like, on the bed, like, whenever, like, they were, like, she's apologizing for them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I'm like, I actually thought
0: earlier in the movie, whenever she's like, he went searching in the dark last night. And he's like, yeah, she stole the batteries out of my flashlight.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm like, I, I felt like an. It. I'm like, how did I not pick up on that at first? Uh, but now, like going back and and knowing that from the very start will be and, like, I don't know. The second watch is gonna be um, so cool, and it, it's my like my most excited. Like I'm most excited to revisit this one out of out of any of the West movies we've covered so far. And uh, I think yeah. and Mr. like, Fox like I
0: said, you know, too, like this right was, there. I I've watched it four times this year now <laughs> and four times ever. Um, And upon watching like Darjeeling limited and uh, the life aquatic and fantastic Mr. Fox, I started a question. I was like, Oh man, did I just have like a really good first watch with moonrise kingdom? Will it fall down the list a little bit? And then I rewatched and I was like, no, it actually rose even higher on my favorite movies ever list. Like, uh, this, it was just outside the top 10. It's not anymore. Um, like, uh, like I fucking adore this movie. You know, I was like, all right, yeah, this is, this is, it it doesn't, it doesn't get more enjoyable. I don't think as far as like the heartwarming feeling that you'll get, there is an argument to be had for critical, you know, as far as what's a better movie. Because the one we've got coming Friday, the Grand Budapest Hotel, is a marvel Mm. in terms of visuals and storytelling. Uh, One of those ones that sneaks up on you again, where you'll get to the end and you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Wow, I didn't, whoa, I didn't realize that I felt this way. Um, At least that's how it was for me. And uh, that one's exquisitely well done. But uh, even so, this was a visually brilliant movie. The color palette was immaculate. That sort of like maze... Corn Mm -hmm. aesthetic they had going on, the yellows and the greens, and Mm -hmm. uh, all that. And it looked like a nature magazine, you know. There's a lot of like landscape shots where it's like, oh, yeah, that's straight out of a National Geographic for the I don't know, state Missouri State National Parks, (laughs) you know. Like, you remember those magazines that you always saw, and you're like, I don't want to read that shit.
1: Um, Mm maybe i will exactly take another look at those now, you know just, yeah, exactly maybe I'll actually just go out and actually see it for real uh, but yeah no i I do agree that it it was very pleasing to the eye as well as just pleasing to watch the whole time um but yeah i don't I don't know i i'm I don't really know where I land critically, like I don't know how to how to really on first watch at least like to i don't I usually I have like a, a gut number that calls out to me, but I don't. I
0: don't yeah, know. Yeah, the floor, the absolute floor is nine. Um,
1: okay, okay, then cool. Because I didn't want to. Th- I didn't want to feel like I was. I was too high on it because I was looking back and I'm like, man, eight. Like eight was like okay. That just is already seeming too low. But then I'm like, how high in the nines is it? Um, yeah,
0: and like, and I think the the. I think a good comparison is the Darjeeling limited. That's another one that was also written by Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola. It also had Jason Schwartzman on the writing staff for Darjeeling yeah. limited. It's another hour and a half live action film with a very satisfying tight story. And that story I'd argue is probably even tighter simply because there's not as many characters it wants to focus on. Mm. Um, but the fact that this is every bit as satisfying as Darjeeling limited and has six characters, at least that have interesting and compelling stories instead of half that in Mm. three is a, uh, that's a feat in and of itself. And for the most compelling thing to be from a couple of 12 year olds, instead of Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody and Jason Schwartzman is another feat that's, you're like, that you're just like, Oh Wow um so then i start getting into the fantastic mr fox numbers 925 and where i think this excels in terms of storytelling and the writing of it fantastic mr fox again brilliantly written as well the craft of it is where you start to go ah well wait can i confidently put this higher than fantastic mr fox from the perspective of a critical rating
1: that doesn't feel that doesn't sit right, I guess
0: can't um, elevate it to a nine five then
1: yeah that that there is some hesitation there, but and on I the understand. same level feels right you know I, like, I, I agree. don't know um, it like excels
0: that. in different places where fantastic Mr. Fox doesn't, but there's something about what they achieved with that movie that's just like, oh man, I don't even know how you how you managed that." You know.
1: But, yeah. No, I I that's perfect. That's a perfect way to describe both of those movies is I I didn't think that like a stop motion claymation movie could look that good and like could actually be that good. Now looking at this movie, I did not think that two twelve year old actors could make me feel the way that I did while watching. So like yeah, it is a movie that just broke my expectations completely. Um so, yeah, no, I, I like that. And it rounds it out to be a 9.75. Um, 98%. Overall, so, yeah. So uh, pretty clo- as close to perfect as you can get.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, on IMDb, which has notoriously been far meaner than we are, uh, 7.8, and on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> a 93% critic score, 86% audience score. So go. very well-received um yeah, and with an at a ninety eight for us, I feel pretty good about that. That's that is more than certified fresh.
1: Um, very. Oh, this this will be up very very high on my top ten. Yeah, uh, I'm very high on it right now.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, man. So, then uh, with that, I think we'll conclude this episode of the Director's Spotlight. Uh, put putting it on Wes Anderson there. This was a man. This is a brilliant one. It's a. Uh, one that I will never ever let go of now that I've seen it. This is this is one that's gonna be like, oh well, I need to feel a little bit better. I'm mm-hmm. a throne moonrise kingdom. You know, that's a, that's a good fucking movie. So uh with that we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. We will continue this director spotlight on Friday with the Grand Budapest Hotel. A great run that we're on right now uh nothing but bangers. Uh we will continue it next week with Isle of Dogs and The French Dispatch and we will turn the clock back the week after that with Rushmore and then Bottle Rocket where we're going to be doing Bottle Rocket and Asteroid City back to back. You know, a little satisfying doing Wes's first feature film and his most recent feature film on Friday and then the Wednesday after that. So I'm very excited for that. And uh, whenever we get to Bottle Rocket, I'm going to go ahead and uh, announce officially what the next director is. You know, that's uh, hmm. there's there's folks in our tight circle who are aware. I've let people know, you know, all you really need to do is ask um, <laughs> someone asked. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I'll let you know. Um, so so there's a few people who know a few people who are invited as to what our next director is. Uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, after Wes Anderson, we got plans, baby. We got plans. Um. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so with that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of written content. I've been writing a lot lately, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, Head, to, uh, head there if you want to support us financially. Uh, for $3 a month, you can support this podcast, and it means a lot to me because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Um, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Um, remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening. And I forgot to say it last Friday, it was our first episode of June, but happy pride month, everybody, mm. you know, uh, all, all of our LGBTQs, I's and A's, uh, lo- lo- love y'all and, uh, happy, happy you're here. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop. <laughs>